from the SVG Cut Studios, welcome to Cut the Craft. I'm your host, Leo Kowal. First part of the show today, we'll be discussing some of the questions we've received from our listeners. And next, we'll dive into some recent news posted on Craft Edge's website regarding Sure Cuts a Lot 2. And finally, we'll be talking to DCWV's social media manager, Aaron Madsen, who's going to give us some amazing insight into the world of DCWV. So I want to start the show off today by announcing the winner of a $10 SVG Cuts gift card. And Jan Hunter won that $10 gift card by sending an email to info at svgcuts.com with a question for a future episode of Cut the Craft. So if you have any input or any questions, anything that you want to know or any information that you want about SVG Cuts or Autumn Creative or any company out there that's in the craft industry, send an email to info at svgcuts.com and we'll pick one person for each show who will receive a $10 gift card to svgcuts.com. Now the most popular request or question that we received from all the listeners was a, a comparison chart for all the different machines that are compatible with our SVG files. Now I just want to let everybody know that this this sort of uh, comparison chart I thought initially was going to be something that would be really easy to put together, but I've come to find out that I don't want to force the information out there without making sure that the information is accurate. So we still don't have a chart that we're completely happy with, and I'll tell you why. Through the entire process of testing all of these various machines with Surecuts Lot software, we've kind of figured out that, well, the software's still in its infancy with all these other machines. So there's going to be some bugs that need to be worked out. And we don't want to put information out there saying, well, this machine is better than this machine, or this machine is better than this machine, based on a early version of the software. It just wouldn't be fair to the machine manufacturers. Now, I'll tell you right off the bat, right off the bat, there are a few machines that, that we know we're, we're going to be promoting, and, and the first one is the Black Cat Lynx. The next one is the Pazzles Inspiration. And, and recently, the, uh, the Boss Cut Gazelle seems to be uh, doing very well as well, d- despite a, a recent review that we read on uh, another blog. Now, we don't want to forget about the Silhouette SD, which is also a phenomenal cutter, but unfortunately, it, it is a little bit smaller than the rest of those. But those machines that I just mentioned are, are, are really phenomenal machines that cut very, very well. And I'm kind of hoping that the Silhouette company comes out with a full 12 by 12 cutter, and I know I'm not the only one out there that would, would want that to happen. So needless to say, we're, we're doing these videos, we're, we're taking our preliminary tests, and we're sending information back to the makers of the Surecuts a Lot software to let them know, hey, this is what we're finding. Is it a limitation of the machine, or is there something that you can improve in your software to give us a better result? And sometimes the answers are mixed. So again, we don't want to force the information. We're taking our time to make sure that when we present it, it's final, and the information that we're giving you is accurate, and you can use it to you know, decide which machine you want to purchase should you be in the market for a machine. 
Now, another email that we got from one of our fans, Jessica, and Jessica, I hope I don't butcher your name, Jessica Bashaw, wanted to know how SVG Cuts got started. So instead of going through that, what I'll actually do is I'll link to uh, another interview that Mary and I did with Rebecca Parsons from Artistically Speaking Blog Radio. They've got all that information for you uh, so that you can kind of listen to that instead of me going through it again. So thanks for that, Jessica. And finally, a a lot of the questions that we've been receiving for the the Cut the Craft radio show basically go back to questions about machines and, you know, where or, or which machines are the best to buy based on how they cut, how easily accessible accessories are, and so on and so forth. And we just want to let everybody know that we, we have all that information, we, we have it noted, and we'll be sure to give you a full report on you know the price, uh, you know where you can buy it, how easily accessible accessories are, so on and so forth. We've got all that covered. Like I said, I just don't want to force that information, but stay tuned. It, it'll, be, it'll be available very, very soon. Okay, so the next thing that I want to talk about is the recent change that that everyone's noticed on the Craft Edge website. I think it was some point last week, uh, mid-May 2011, for for those of you that are listening to this in the future, um, someone had posted on on one of the Facebook groups that Shortcuts A Lot 2 was no longer available for download. Okay, and that really caught us by surprise, and we haven't really heard anything official uh, on on the website other than the fact that the software is no longer for sale on CraftEdge.com. Customers that own Shortcuts a Lot 2 will continue to re- receive support for the software through the end of the year, which means that if you have a current copy of Shortcuts a Lot 2 and you have any technical questions or problems, you can contact the people at CraftEdge for assistance. Now, beyond that time, you may not be able to receive support on that software. So a lot of the questions that people were having were, well, what happens if I need to re-download the software? Or what happens if I my computer crashes and I need to reactivate it? Well, there's still ways to do that. You, you just go to the Craft Edge website under support and you'll see on the right hand side there's a way to request your serial number. There's a way to request an additional download for Shortcuts A Lot 2, but they've made it so that you have to verify that you are in fact an owner of the software in order to download the program itself, which to me sounds again like some sort of stipulation or some sort of agreement um, as far as the lawsuit between Provocraft and CraftEdge goes. So now it is unfortunate that the software will no longer be available for the Cricut community to, to purchase in the future. But again, uh, you know, we understand, you know, Provocraft's decision to, to do what they did. You know, I guess uh, it's possible based on a statement that they made that they may open up their own software to support other file formats that still, you know, we're not sure. Uh, and I'm sure that a lot of people wouldn't mind and a lot of people couldn't care less. They, they've already moved past the whole cricket thing. They're ready for new machines and, and so on and so forth. So I know based on a lot of comments that I've read online on various, you know, forums and on Facebook, there's a lot of people with mixed emotions. And I guess my question is to, to all the listeners out there, 
how do you feel about what's going on? I'd, I'd love to, to get your thoughts on it. Send me an email at info at svgcuts.com. Let me know. What, what do you think of Provocraft? How, how do you feel about what they're doing? Um, do you understand where they're coming from? Do you think that they're making a mistake? Do you hope that they open up the ability to cut SVG files? I really want to get your feedback and your opinions, and we'll go ahead and we'll pick a couple of the emails to read on our next show, and the people that we do read will receive a $10 SVG Cuts gift card. All right, so when we come back, we'll be talking to Aaron Madsen from DCWV. Stay tuned. Visit SVGCuts.com for professionally designed elements for cards, scrapbooks, gift bags, boxes, and even 3D flowers, all made just for Shirtcuts sure Lot users like you. Visit www.svgcuts.com. So today we have Aaron Madsen from DCWV. How are you today, Aaron? I'm doing great, Leo. Thanks. Great. Tell us a little bit about what you do for DCWV. Well, technically my title is called Social Media Manager, so I handle the Facebook page, which is really fun hearing from all of our great fans. I also do the blog, which is dcwvinc.blogspot.com, and I really just kind of handle a lot of little things that kind of fall between the cracks here around the office, so it's really fun. It's always something new. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, we, you know, we've got uh, a very big um, Facebook following, as I, I notice you do too, so it's, it's got to be really fun to, to interact with, you know, your, your customers and, and your fans in real time. Yeah, and I think this is just something so new for us, you know, that within the last couple of years to be able to ask a question to our fans and instantly have a response. And it's just been really great for business to kind of give our viewers, give our customers exactly what they want. So that actually raises an interesting question. Uh, how often do you ask customers questions and then actually use their feedback to develop product? Oh, all the time. Um, I think probably the most recent thing that I asked was, what kind of stack would you love to see on the store shelves? And I got probably 200 posts within an hour, um, really giving me some great ideas. And I kind of brainstormed through those and took those to our um, creative director, and we talked about them. And um, some of those ideas are actually going forward. Some of them were already in production, and we were happy to see that we were on the right track. But others were great ideas that we're going forward with. So it's just a great way to get um, exactly what our customers want. It just goes to show that social media is not only a powerful tool for companies, but it's also powerful for customers. So for those of you out there listening that really love DCWV paper, find them on Facebook. Uh, if you just do a search for DCWV, you'll see the logo that, that you know, you, you, you've come to love, um, like them. And if they have questions or even if you have suggestions, let them know because, I mean, you're, you're hearing it right now that they, they listen. So... Uh, it's, 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 you know, a really powerful tool. I also think, Leo, that it's a great customer service, um, a way to interact with our customers because if there's a problem, sometimes you send an email, you know, with a generic email address on the website and sometimes you don't get answers from companies. And I think that um, interacting with us through Facebook is probably the most direct way because I'm checking it constantly throughout the day, and if you have a question, I will find an answer that day. Um, 
just right there on the page. And other customers who maybe could have had the same question can just see it and um, have an answer to and also know that we're there and we're listening and that we just really want to get any information that you have right to you. Yeah, definitely. We, we, we definitely use that, um, you know, as a customer service tool as well. So that, that's wonderful. So um, let's talk a little bit more about DCWV for the, the people that, that really don't know much about DCWV. So how long or how, how, did, how do you know how it got started and how long has it been around? Well, um, it started back in 1995. My boss, the company founder, is Nancy Hill, and she actually was a college professor just working here in Utah, and she just was doing her own scrapbooks in her basement, and she needed supplies, and it's funny. I think people wonder how we got our name with die cuts. It's kind of random, but she started the company actually cutting die cuts in her basement. She ordered dies and machines straight from Ellison, back when they only had the big machines that they used in schools. And so she bought some of those, and she bought some dies and machines, and she just started cranking out dies um, and making die cuts out of paper and then selling the actual die cuts so that people weren't having to buy the machine and buying all the expensive dies. So that's how she started, and um, it kind of just evolved, and then she had girls and moms working at home cutting out die cuts and then she was making her own paper and then it's evolved into this this stack uh, philosophy and we've just grown so much in the last what how many years 95 so 16 years that we've been around and it's just been really neat to see it evolve into something just from a, a mom who wanted to document her own memories Wow. Yeah, that's that's an amazing story. And it, it's it's obvious, you know, based on, um, you know, just the your presence in the retail market and not even in the retail market, but your mom and pop stores online and, and, and the craft stores, um, you know, all around the country. So uh, kudos to, to DCWV for, you know, for, for what they've done. And I can tell you that we're constantly inspired by their creations. And as you can tell, you know, if you're a fan of SVG cuts, we, we use their papers a lot. So it, it's wonderful. And, and uh, we, you know, hope you guys keep doing it for a long time to come. So Aaron, I guess the question is, how, how did you get involved with, with DCWV? Well, it's funny because our company, I think, rarely puts out a job opening advertisement anywhere. We just hire random people in very random ways, and I'm just one of those as well. I was actually working at a bank as just a bank teller, and Nancy was one of our customers. Um, die cut bank at this particular bank, and so I got to know her. And at Christmas, she'd bring us scrapbook paper as a thank you to all the bank employees. And I just got up the courage one day to say, you know, hey, Nancy, I actually am a huge scrapbooker, and if you ever need help with anything, I'd love to help. And just right there, she got my phone number, and um, the next day, she called me and just said, hey, turn in your two weeks notice, and I'd love to have you come work. And I just, you know, I just kind of started making um, projects for the QVC on-air demonstrations, and that's kind of what I started, and it's just evolved into... Um, always doing something different and something new. My, my degree is in marketing and advertising, so when Facebook popped up and the blog um, presence pop, popped up, that I kind of took on that role because of my marketing background. Wow. I, I would have never imagined that you landed 
um, your job, you know, with DCWV <laughs> at your last job. So I'm, I'm sure the bank wasn't very happy, but we're all very grateful <laughs> for, for having you uh, and, and for, you know, doing what you do. So if you don't mind, can you give us a little bit of creative uh, or insight into the creative process behind the stack development? Oh, yeah. Um, I think a lot of people don't realize that we have a full-on um, design room full of over 30 in-house designers that work full-time for us. So you walk into this room, this huge room, and you just see huge Macs. Mac um, display screens on all these desks and people with their headphones on and everybody's just busy working, you know, working to their uh, iTunes music. And so we've got about 30 in-house designers and then we have a handful of uh, freelance designers that work um, just by contract by, at home. And uh, the process is really interesting. Nancy and just kind of a handful of people um, in the office, creative people, they create um, we kind of call them storyboards, where we go off of trends in the fashion industry and the home decor industry, and we kind of we kind of grasp the trend, and we do a whole little storyboard with different inspiration pictures and kind of different textures and feels, and then when the board's complete, we take it to one of the designers, and um, a bunch of the designers kind of have their own um, specialty, their kind of their look that they're known for, and so. You know, if we have one designer that we think could work, you know, could do a great job on a certain board, we'll give it to them, and they'll just start designing, and they'll create patterns and different looks, and they'll just kind of base it off of the storyboard, but they'll definitely put their own uh, point of view into the design. And then, you know, we're working about, oh, six to eight months ahead of schedule, ahead of when they'll be out on the shelves, so... You know, it's a spring, but in die cuts, it's Christmas. You know, I'm working on Christmas stuff right now, and we're always a little, a little ahead. But it's kind of it's fun. It's always something new, and it's just so fun to always see these great designs coming out. You know, all the time. Yeah. So it makes me wonder uh, because there, there's a creative process that goes on behind the scenes here as well, and, and just like DCWV, we. You know, we spend a lot of time working on or planning on stuff for the future. Um, and just recently, we were working on some Halloween stuff. So do your artists do anything to get into the mood? Do you guys watch movies or listen to, you know, certain Christmas or Halloween music or anything like that just to kind of get the sparks, you know, flying? You know, that's a good question. I'll have to ask some of my friends. You know, they're always, I always tease them because everyone's always listening, you know, has their earphones in and I'm always like, yeah, this is the most boring room. I can't believe that you guys are creating what you create in here because you go in and it's just dead silent and everyone's kind of in their own little world. But I bet you they are maybe listening to some Jingle Bell Rock or something while in March while they're designing the Christmas stack of the year. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it's wonderful. And I didn't know this personally until this interview that, you know, the DCWV artists are all based in well, the United States, I guess, right? Yeah, we have, I think, two that are out of the country. But, okay. You know, well, I mean, that's, all, you know, that, all of them. That's, it's wonderful to hear that, you know, especially now when a lot of companies are thinking, well, outsource, outsource overseas, you know, just to, to cut on costs that you guys are, are keeping it local. Uh, and that's something that, that people should really uh, appreciate and, and support 
because uh, I, I don't right. I don't know the story, you know, from the other paper companies. But you know, maybe I'll find out soon enough. But um, if anything, you guys should you know you guys should be looked at as as a model for a paper company. So. Um, let me ask well, you this. I, I for sure think that. I, I always tell people when you see our logo, just remember like what a family we are. Because yeah. really, like we have like you know 150 employees here in Provo, but we really are a family. I mean, if something is going on in somebody's life, we are all there, and it really is a, a family unit, I, which I think is very unique. And and I for sure, if, if I were a customer, I'd want to support the company who. I had a baby, and my boss Nancy was the first person at the hospital before my parents. You know, wow, that's amazing. It, it's a, it, and then three weeks after I had my baby, I had a nursery in my office, and the baby was at work with me full time. And you know, we passed the baby around, and we got it done. And it, it really is a family environment at Dicut. And wow. if I, if I would love to support companies that that treat their employees like family for sure. Wow, that's amazing. That's awesome. I, I, I had no idea, and I'm, I'm glad that we got a chance to talk. So um, thank you. And, and I do have one other question, uh, and that's kind of just, you know, going forward. Where where do you see paper trends going? Do you think, you know, do you, do you think paper's going to be around? Do you think everything's going digital? What do you think, Aaron? Well, I for sure think that there are diehard paper fans, which will buy paper stacks forever, and I will definitely be one of those. I think it's interesting. You know, we started making stacks for scrapbooking, and then it kind of, you know, we kept the scrapbookers and included the card makers, and now we've got the scrapbookers, the card makers, and the people who are just making projects, you know, home decor items, you know, off-the-page kind of creations that I've seen on your website, just, you know, advent calendars and, you know, gifts and uh, gift bags and all kinds of things that, you can you can make out of paper, and so I think that that's definitely where it's going. It's off the page, you know, creations and really using your creative, um, the creative blood in you to to make this these awesome creations out of paper. But I still think we'll always have those scrapbookers, and we'll always have those card makers too, which we'll be making paper for. Yeah, I, I'm 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 in agreement with you. I think that regardless of how high tech and digital, you know, the the craft you know, industry gets, I, I don't see paper going away. Um, you know, there's something that you just, you, you can't get by printing your paper. You don't get the texture, you don't get the glitter, you don't get those colors. So I, I'm, I'm with you. I think, uh, you know, it, the digital thing is still going to be popular, but uh, we'll be using paper until, you know, we're, we're old and gray. So I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. I know, I love it. There's nothing better than just going to the store and getting a new stack and having all those great papers to look and touch. So yeah. I so, agree. So I, I guess the final question for you then is what, what are your, some of your uh, all time favorite stacks from, from DCWV? Oh, and you know what? That is such a hard question because we have hundreds and hundreds that, you know, I've been with the company for seven years and just, I was with the company when we released our very first stack, which was called matchmakers. And, so I have been here through all these stacks, but probably my top three would be All About Boys, which I love because I have two boys. Mm-hmm. And um, most recently, we have Black Current, which is a black and purple and um, foil stack that is gorgeous. And then right now at Joann's, it ha- we have Lemon Flower, which is 
gorgeous too, which is yellow and springy and just makes me happy right now. So I think those would probably be my top three right now. Very cool. And for, for the SVG Cuts fans that know me, you'll know that my all-time favorite stack was the Haunted stack, which was discontinued last year. So I, I'm, I'm a little upset, but I, I think I think they're going to come through with, with something to, to keep me happy this year. So I look forward yeah. to that. And Aaron, I, I, I really appreciate you taking the time out to, to join us on Cut the Craft today. Again, uh, we're talking with Aaron Madsen, who's the social media manager for DCWV. So Aaron, thank you again for joining us, and maybe you'll visit with us again in the future. Oh, I would love to. Right. You know, good luck. I'd love to see everything you create with our stacks. It's really inspiring. So thanks for having me. Thanks, Aaron. All right, so that's it for today's show. Thanks so much for joining me. And I invite you to email me at info at svgcuts.com if you have any questions, suggestions, or ideas for a future show. And remember, when you send an email, you're automatically entered to win a $10 svgcuts.com gift card. We'll announce one winner live on every episode. So thanks again for listening and happy crafting.